How's your coffee? It's good too. Okay. You got your NPR voice going. Testing. One, two, three. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Are you ready? Always. Well, all right. Well, welcome to Grounded and Soaring, our podcast that explores how we might raise healthy kids in a too often unhealthy world. My name is Terry DeBoe. I'm the Director of Communications and Story here at Marin Montessori School, and we're going to spend the next 20 minutes or so working through some of the challenges and possibilities of uh, making back-to-school mornings smooth, manageable, maybe even fun, and to guide us on that journey, we have a true expert and a wonderful friend, Siri Pandey. She's the Director of Education for Toddler and Primary here at Marin Montessori School, so welcome, Siri. Thank you, Terry. Glad to be here. So my kids are in their 20s, and I'm kind of old, but I do have memories of kind of chaotic mornings. Not every morning was chaotic, but some of them were frazzled and, you know, some tantrum on the occasion. And so I know it's a, it's a, it's a time of day that uh, can cause a lot of stress for families. I also know that the Montessori approach, what I'm learning is that it has some principles that could be really helpful. Um, and uh, so we're, I think it'd be really helpful to go through them um, and see what kind of wisdom uh, the Montessori philosophy might have for families who are trying to make those mornings smooth. So can you explain a little bit about how this approach might be particularly valuable when it comes to mastering back-to-school mornings? Absolutely. I think one of the core aspects of the Montessori approach is really looking at the age of the child and creating an environment that sets them up for success. Mm -hmm. Also giving them opportunities to build and practice skills that then they can apply in real life settings. Right. So if you take those two things in mind, we could go age by age through what a child might need in their morning time, and that might be helpful. Yeah, I think we should walk through the through the ages. Uh, so maybe tell us a little bit about uh, toddlers, you know, the youngest kids. Um, how can Montessori principles guide parents into creating morning routines that set up positive tone and get them through sure so our youngest children uh toddlers are just young humans who have just arrived you know and i think sometimes we overthink it or underappreciate that they have all of the human tendencies and Mm -hmm. all of the human needs driving them forward and that's one bit of montessori wisdom that Mm -hmm. we've been given from dr montessori i think all humans regardless of age like to know what to expect (laughs) as much as possible because it keeps us calm in a calm state of mind and toddlers they really thrive on routine Mm -hmm. uh, rituals and um Doing things in the same order creates that predictability. Mm -hmm. And you can pause for a moment and think about a young toddler and really uh, get a lot of empathy for them. They've just arrived to this world. There's so much to learn. They're trying to learn how to speak the language. They're trying to coordinate their gross motor, fine motor movements. They're just coming online, and they're trying their darn best. So if we can do things in a routine predictable manner and if we can provide an environment that is full of tools that are their size Mm -hmm. right chairs that are their size and involve them in making appropriate choices that are scaffolded like what fruit would you like with your breakfast Mm -hmm. um then we're allowing them to have age-appropriate agency and decision-making. Right. And that really can go a long way to prevent frustration. And we do know that toddlers, if they're frustrated, they will let you know right. in all the ways. So in the morning, what does that look like? <laughs> so in the morning, what that looks like is uh, slowing down, making sure that you give yourself enough time. Um, I would say that having a good hour to get out the door is ideal for a toddler. Um, and starting with the um, with 
the same routine. So let's say that you decide that it's breakfast, you know, right. whatever you decide as a family and having all of the adults doing that. So you start with breakfast and you sit together um, and you enjoy breakfast for a period of time and time it out. And then it's time to go on to the next step, which might be brushing teeth. If you decide that's the next step, always doing it in the same order and involving the child in brushing their teeth. Um, and if they're resistant, being playful, you know, mm-hmm. I think um, rather than forcing them um giving them information we need to brush our teeth to keep our teeth clean and then having them maybe even help you look you can help me you know brush my teeth and then i'll help you brush yours so collaboration um kindness and take lots of deep breaths and stay calm because they'll pick up on your stress right and then you're really going to start to lose them right so lay out the clothing the night before. Anything that can be done the night before is ideal. Have a pair of shoes ready at the door. Have socks at the door. Have a low hook by the door with their little jean jacket. We need layers in the bay. Mm-hmm. Um, these little adjustments make a difference because you're fighting the clock to get out the door on the on time. So if you can do that in advance um, the night before, that really helps. But Truly, um, getting out the door on time is really cracking the code on a good night's sleep. I think for toddlers, when they're well-rested and well-fed, then you're going to have the best day with them. Um, So thinking about how much sleep do they need, you know, for 4 to 12 months, they need uh, 12 to 16 hours, including naps. For 1 to (laughs) 2. Yeah, I've been forgetting and remembering at the same time. Yes. Uh, 11 to 14 hours, including naps. And 3 to 5-year-olds need 10 to 13 hours, including naps. I think that in general, in our society, we tend to be a sleep-deprived crew of people, productive mm-hmm. people, and we might accidentally um, apply that to our children, too, and forget that, that they need their good night's sleep in order to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning. And ready for it. So, yeah. Um, and uh, how does it progress as children get older? So now we're maybe two-year-olds, five-year-olds, you know, what is the, how does the Montessori, how do Montessori principles evolve? Sure. So I think starting at the beginning and giving that time is going to help you so that when your child is two to five years old, um, they might be more involved in their morning routine. They might, you you might have that toddler routine and you might add to it, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they start by making their bed. If you have a simple duvet, they can just uh, shake it out a little bit. Then they, they have a routine breakfast, clear the plate, right? They might be able to place it in the sink or into the dishwasher, So if you get them participating with the dishes, let's say, on the weekend, then you could apply that to the morning. Mm -hmm. Not trying to teach them new skills in the morning, but teach those new skills on the weekend and then apply them in the routine and fold them into being increasingly participatory in their self-care and their home life routines. Um, They get dressed. They put their clothes in the hamper now. They can do that step Mm -hmm. if you have a small basket. So again, our role is still the same of preparing the environment, but then showing them how to do things on the weekend and then involving them in that routine in the morning. You need to pull back as an adult uh, who's supporting a a two to five-year-old and and ask them to participate more. Mm -hmm. And that can be hard because initially it takes you more time to allow your child to participate, but it has long-term payoffs that is really valuable to think about. So I imagine this makes getting out in the morning harder, right? If the child is participating, but it sounds like what you're saying is the more they practice this, the fa- the faster they will get, and, right. and the more they're in, have engaged in it, the more they want to get out. Correct, right. correct. Because we know that having um, being active is a human need, right? Mm-hmm. And and participating helps them to feel like they're they're somewhat in control, you mm-hmm. know, rather than having someone dress them. Right. They're going to be more collaborative and more participatory and more cooperative if they're involved in it, right? right? right. Um, so continuing down the way of their, they might be washing their face and they might be combing their hair. 
they might be learning to put on their socks. Um, so then once they have a skill, involve them in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, still the night before prep is always ideal. Have your child participate in making their lunch right after dinner. Mm-hmm. So maybe you had pasta and they can scoop that into their lunch container. Um, have them pick a fruit or veggie. Maybe if you have, if you're doing it after dinner, they could um, wash it and prep it mm-hmm. um, and participate. Because we do a lot of food prep in school here, and mm-hmm. children really enjoy being a part of that. Yeah. So see if you can do that. Um, and if you don't have time, it's okay. You know, I think you, you have to involve them when you can, and and also maintain flexibility. Like, you know what? Today we woke up really late, so I'm going to help you right. more today. But if we get um, to bed on time and we get up on time, then you can then you can do more. Right. It's, it's one of the things that I'm learning is that every opportunity is not, every event, every part of the day is an opportunity to learn. And so yes. you're building these skills and these habits through living. Everyday living. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's really powerful. I remember as a child, I loved putting out my, my clothes the night before and I used to make a person out of it. Mm. So again, be playful, you know, I think, you the know, Siri too. <laughs> Well, just be playful with it. And so I think that that's something that I showed my kids when they were young. Mm-hmm. And we got a kick out of putting the socks in the pants, you know. So have fun with them. And then your joy will translate to them, uh, you know, uh, enjoying it more. And I think my my kids still have the habit of putting their clothes out the night before. It's not a cute person on the floor anymore. Right. But that habit sticks. But it does take a lot of repetition. Right. And just it, to make it rote. But when you invest in that routine and it becomes rote, everyone's kind of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our end goal is an autopilot morning for right. everyone because it's more relaxing. Right, right. So is there anything about the night before that would be... Crucial. The night before is where it all begins, right? right? So I think Monday through fr- uh, Friday, um, well, Monday through Thursday, being a bit boring is helpful in the mm-hmm. evening. So having a really good after-school dinner and bedtime routine is key. I would I would in- encourage folks to adopt an early dinner, so a 5.30 dinner a seven-time bedtime mm-hmm. routine starts. You know, a 7.30 bedtime routine ends lights out so that your child's really sleeping by 8. I know that for younger children, there's really a witching hour where if you miss that window to get them I down, do remember that. you're stuck. You're yeah. like, you're really, you're really, it's a goner now. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just a small dip in the child's energy before their adrenaline kicks in again, which is fascinatingly adaptive, mm-hmm. right? Because if they've got to keep up, if we're nomads and they've got to keep up, they're ready, right? right. But if we have to look for that slight dip in energy and get them down before it goes all haywire. Right. Um, so, yeah, I say get to bed on time, get up on time, get to school on time, all the time in my home. The struggle is real, and yeah. I, I struggle every morning. So the, no one has this perfectly down, I will be honest. I do like this job because I get all these flashbacks of, <laughs> of their kids growing up and sitting by the door and holding the doorknob as they were screaming, trying to get out. Uh, not fun. No. The best thing that you have... Uh, the best tool that you have as an adult and the only thing you have control over is how calm you stay oh, yeah. no matter what happens. And I learned that along the way that, you know, as a parent, you know, it's really tempting to get frustrated, right? Because your parent might have gotten frustrated at you sure. and that's in kind of your muscle memory, right? Um, but if you get frustrated at your child, you're also just wasting time because now they're worried about your emotional reactivity they're certainly not tying their shoes anymore. They're staring at mom who's upset. So 
just take a deep breath, stay <laughs> calm, and try again the next day and, and reset your bedtime and, and be realistic about how long it takes to get yeah. out the door with children. Yeah, yeah. This stuff matters. I'm just saying, like, I'm down the road looking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does have a long tail. All right, so let's talk a little bit older kids. So maybe, you know, um, children who are in the first grade or kindergarten yeah. and older, how does it change for them? I think it's a great time for them to be involved in even setting their alarm clock. You can get a really fun alarm clock. There's tons out there for not a lot of money, even ones that have like a whole wake-up light routine oh. and birds chirping, and they've got everything these days. So have them participate in setting their alarm clock the night before. Move away from waking up your child. Um, giving an older child the independence to go about their morning routine mm -hmm. and catch them maybe at the breakfast table. Um, humble brag, that happened this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for you. There was a little lady who... who put on the hot water and she got her instant oatmeal packets and she was pleased as punch. And, and, and then I came down, I was like, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen every day, right. but if it does, it feels like a win. She feels good about herself. She's capable. Mm -hmm. And you know, I did have to do the work of putting the dishes low. I do buy the instant oatmeal packets cause she can be successful with them. Mm -hmm. So and that's a bit of you want to prepare the environment exactly, for them to succeed. Exactly. So, so you, thinking about you that. have to think a lot ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. But realizing that our older children are wired to stay up later, we have to use um, dim lighting and kind of set the tone that you know um, media is turned off, screens are down. I, I love dimmers in the living room and even setting a candle up for the dinner time because it really our bodies react to light mm -hmm. and our bodies react to dim lighting as well mm -hmm. my husband's not a fan though oh really i can't see anything yeah. <laughs> but it can set the tone for them to be right. ready to, to go to to go to bed they definitely should be independently packing their lunch in the bag for the next day the night before they might check the weather and lay out their seasonal clothes mm -hmm. um and yeah they they can take on most of those tasks right um, that you've been doing when they were a toddler and in primary yeah so Okay, so this sounds great. It also sounds like a lot of stuff I should have done. <laughs> uh, but uh, what about flexibility? I mean, it's really hard to do all of this. And right. It does require a lot of pre-work for right. parents and uh, the adults. Um, so how do you how do you strike that balance? Absolutely. I think you have to first be kind to yourself. It's not going to work perfectly every day. And just name it to the child. You know, we woke up really late today, so I'm going to make your lunch. We forgot to make it last night because we were, you know, at Susie's Barbecue. Right. It was great. So just name it and then try again um, the next day. And the, the majority of the time you're living your routine. Mm hmm and try to keep it really that it's the exception, um, it's not the rule, so right. that the routine is really still there, right? right? Um, and, and yeah, just keep trying and refining it and involving your children. And if on the weekend you can build those skills, like I said, and have them practicing making food with you, then that will apply to the weekday. Mm -hmm. Great. Can I just say one more thing, Terry? Please say one more thing. <laughs> I think they would love to hear one more thing from Siri. I think you just have to prioritize what you're going to let slide and then let it slide before you say anything. What do right? you say it again? So what do you mean? Prioritize what you're going to let slide. The flexibility piece is this. Um, prioritize what you're going to let slide and then let it slide before you say anything. So, mm -hmm. for example, the dishes. I will admit, I do walk out of my house wanting to be at work on time with dishes on the kitchen table. Oh, and I that don't die. Oh, that would really hurt. It's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn that, okay, it's all right. So you come home from work and there are breakfast dishes on the table? It could happen. That wow. might be something that I let slide, Terry, wow. and it's okay. Yeah. But, 
you know. So you, so in my world, I would have my own anxiety around that. I'm being very confessional here, and right. I would clean. I would. I would have cleaned the dishes. My preference, and I. I want to say like nine times out of ten, the dishes are in the dishwasher, and the kitchen table is is clean, and I'm. I. That's what I want nine right. times out of ten. I'm saying my bit of flexibility is rather than being late. You'll just let it go. You have to decide what you're going to let it go. And, you won't, go. and then you won't and make then, a deal of and it. And then don't make a deal of it, right? Like if she ran upstairs, I'm like, oh, we're getting late. Run upstairs and get dressed uh, because we've timed it out. You know, in our home, we've timed it out right. that by 7, right, you have to be getting dressed. Breakfast is over by 7. Mm-hmm. If she runs upstairs at 7 to get dressed and she's following her routine, I have a choice to make. I can do the dishes mm-hmm. or I could leave it, you know, um, but nagging her that she didn't put the dish away and getting her to come back downstairs again and making it a thing right. is something that I don't want to do. You don't want to do. And I think time out the morning, um, I had a family who they um, set their morning to songs, and oh. I thought that was really clever. I've heard other families... That What's they, a, what, so meaning what? So let's say you're going to give yourself an hour, right, from wake until walk out the door. Let's right. say it's 6.30 to 7.30 is your morning routine. So 6.30, the cute chirpy alarm goes off, and then they would play you know, on their phone a whole set of songs. Uh, so the kid for, knows like when yeah. Here Comes the Sun is over, it's time to right. go get dressed. So, and then together on the weekend, the family collaborated and they picked, you know, uh, three songs for breakfast. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's say it was three or four songs for getting dressed, one song for brushing teeth. And if your child's really young, you can play the Rafi Brush Your Teeth song, mm-hmm. you know, for the brushing teeth time. And they made their routine um, set to music. And that was the really happy prompt that made the morning more joyful. Right. I know some families that have used, you know, um, like Velcro charts where the, there's a picture of a toothbrush and then you move it over from to do right. done and you can go on Pinterest and there's tons of supplies out there. So if you're having trouble getting out the door in the morning, have a Saturday morning meeting with your, you know, your people in your home and decide, you guys, we're not getting to school on time. We need to make a new plan mm-hmm. and pick a plan that works for you. And put into place those little fun supports, um, and yeah, that might that might make it uh, make it easier to get yeah. out the door with a little bit more joy, and and a little routine that you can lean into when you're feeling very tired. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I just keep looking backwards. I'm like, oh, this would have been really helpful, <laughs> and it would have avoided a lot of uh, issues that you know persist. You know, when your kids get older, so yeah. this stuff really does matter. It helps. I have to say about clothes, I hear from a lot of parents that the struggle is about the clothes that their mm-hmm. child's going to wear. And so another tip is to really only have out seasonally appropriate clothes and just a few of them. So let's say you have a five-year-old child and you put out you know, five sets of pants that are really easy for them to get mm-hmm. on independently, elastic waistband. Right. You've got five long sleeve shirts. You've got five sweatshirts. Five pairs of underwear. So no matter what, you're going to be okay with it. Right. And and that is in a little cabinet that they have access to. Right. And they can go pick a shirt, you know, pick a pair of pants, and they can independently get dressed. You've set them up for success. Right. You know, and then the party dress or the, the suit and tie, whatever the, the clothes are that aren't the school clothes are really out of sight because the youngest child is, tends to be out of sight, out of mind. Right. Um, put away those in, uh, those things and just really have the school clothes ready to go and simplify it. Yeah. That might really help a lot. I like that idea a lot. That would have... Uh, we would have missed out on a lot of really fun pictures of our kids uh, dressed like uh, clowns, but it probably would have made getting out of the house a lot easier. Um, it might help. It might. So as we wrap, uh, wrap up, uh, could you leave our listeners with one final piece of Montessori wisdom um, about making this, you know, getting out of the house smoother? 
I think getting your child to bed <laughs> on time is the best gift to everyone involved. Um, and maybe as a parent, you can enjoy some quality time once they've gotten to bed early. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get some me time, some cleaning time, some email time, um, and, and just have a pause from the juggle of doing everything everywhere all at once. So really focus on that bedtime and that waking time and consider continuing it on the weekend as well especially as when we're in the beginning of the school year Mm. that consistency is very helpful and the children are they tend to be tired at the beginning of the school year because they're learning so much so yeah i think bedtime that's great well one of the things i really love about this approach is that it is uh it's based on human tendencies it's based on how people are wired and it's harnessing those natural tendencies um for good to make life smoother and so just being aware as an adult of how you can do that is uh, is an incredible piece of wisdom that i'm you know i would have loved to have <laughs> known before <laughs> too late anyway our children are great they're independent wonderful women uh out there in the world but boy, i love how much montessori uh how many montessori principles you've absorbed i i'm trying i can hear it oh, i'm so thank excited you. Oh, thank you okay well let's uh let's get out of here thanks siri for uh joining that was very helpful and i hope uh listeners found it that way um i want to thank everyone for listening uh remember go to groundedandsoaring.org for more podcast episodes and blog posts etc i'm going to make a push for reviews and comments and questions and suggestions we'd love to hear from you um and it would really be helpful to get some feedback on what's working um and maybe what's not um and you can always follow us on social media if you are uh, inclined and that's how we update uh, uh, people about posts and all that other stuff so anyway thank you so much for joining